0: hey thanks for checking out this podcast from sports key to wrestling check out the rest of our audio offerings including episodes of legion of raw with vince russo every monday night into tuesday smack talk with dutch mantel every friday into saturday and content nearly six days a week including pay-per-view post shows don't forget to rate review and subscribe on the podcast app of your choice also check
1: out all these shows in our video versions on youtube and facebook watch it was a chaotic night in the Thunderdome. Hell in a Cell 2021 is in the books. No title changes, but some controversial finishes in tonight's Hell in a Cell. Jose G here and Kevin killam are gonna break down tonight's Hell in the Cell review and results. Watch out, watch out. What's up, everyone? Host NG here for Sports Keto Wrestling. Next to me is the guy that does everything every day with me alongside here in Sports Keto Wrestling, Kevin Kellum. Dude, what did you think of the 2021 Hell in a Cell pay-per-view?
0: I'll say what I think, but I want to know what the fans are thinking. I know we're live. I know we're on demand. And I know people are going to be listening to this later on. If you are listening on demand, if you're with us live, get in the comments and get on screen. If you're on demand, don't worry. We still jump into those conversations with you afterwards, especially on Facebook and YouTube. Don't feel like you're left out just because I wasn't up at, like, whatever time on Sunday night. You're still involved in it. Sound off here. Let us know what you thought of WWE Hell in a Cell 2021, give us the 1 to 10, the 1 to 10 rating. 10 being the best thing ever, Meltzer, five stars and change, one being December to dismember, like the worst thing you've ever seen. Uh, I don't think this is the worst thing you've ever seen. Maybe it wasn't the best thing you've ever seen, but let us know. And if you're just enjoying the stream, you're just having fun with this on a Sunday night, Go ahead and hit those reaction buttons. Go ahead and give us a like. You see something funny. Give us a uh, you can hit it more than once, too, by the way. You can hit it more, much more than once. And for people who are watching for the first time, here's a challenge for you. You just want to lurk. Just tell us where you're watching from. Just jump in the comments and say where you're watching from. We've had people, I think, from almost every single state in the United States. I want to know what new countries and country, are show. And countries. And countries. It's pretty cool here. Uh, a lot of people signing off already about Bianca. I'll just put it out there. Bianca Belair is boring as a SmackDown champ. Has she already lost get fans? Into that. I want to get into that. Has she already now- lost fans here? Uh, Steven saying great main event ending is a freaky roll-up end of the match. What the F? Uh catching them off guard here. And we got people watching in Philadelphia down by the Wawa, baby. Down by the Wawa, uh, where they flip their R's in uh Florida. You gonna give me a hero? <laughs> get it, get a hero, get a get a cheesesteak here. Uh, we got people watching in East Texas, we got people watching in California, we got people watching in Australia, still cities, Pittsburgh. I love it, I love it. Here we got some mountain mamas watching down in West Virginia. So uh, definitely let us know where you guys are watching from the show and let us sound off on the pay-per-view. Chris Les says the pay-per-view sucks, in my opinion. Chris, did yeah, you what? watch the pay-per-view or did you just follow on the internet just to complain? Because there, you have to be clear on that. You have to be clear on that. Uh, I, I got to catch a whole lot of the show. I thought this was a pretty damn good, fun show. I think this falls in line with a lot of pandemic-era WWE pay-per-views of build is okay uh, and they do some weird, odd things in the build. But once you get to the show, they pay it off and you get some, you get some happiness with it. There were some predictable outcomes here, but I don't think you can go into this match, uh, this, this night of matches and say, Hey, I felt like no one gave me a real effort. No one went out there and broke their back because especially that Lashley McIntyre main event, let's just start right there. Um, these guys went to war. These guys went to war short of having blood this is one of those Hell in a Cell matches, especially with uh, Hell in a Cell. I see a lot of people say, uh, how can you do this without blood? This is one of those matches where I don't think it needed blood. They really, It really looked like they hurt each other a lot. The welts on Drew McIntyre's back. Oh, yeah. The, the stick being used to like brace him inside the cage. Two
1: different table even, bumps. Even Lashley's laceration on his shoulder. Did you see that huge laceration he had? I didn't catch like that. A, where was that? Oh, yeah. It was like a big... Big abrasion, like right on his shows like a big chunk of skin missing mm-hmm. during that match. I don't know. I'm not sure what spot that happened in, but it it looked pretty brutal. Anthony Bruno
0: with us all the time. Thank you so much, Anthony. You have a beautiful avatar of your wonderful dog. He says, I rate the show 10 out of 10. Gives it a 10 out of 10. I think Bianca Belair and Bailey stole the show. Somebody earlier said they, they thought Bianca was a boring champion. Uh And Bobby and Drew stole the show as well. I think Charlotte should have won. Uh, I'm watching from Washington, uh, PA. Uh, Shout out to you. Shout out to Caleb as well. All right. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Very physical matches, Antoine. Uh, What do you think uh, Drew Lashley? This was Drew's last shot at Lashley as the WWE champion. Uh, He will not get another shot at that. MVP getting involved on countless occasions. We also had a ref bump. There was a lot of shenanigans inside the cell but this is one of those matches with the cell because there is so many moving pieces. It lends itself almost the environment. As much as people say it's supposed to be keep people out. It definitely makes it a lot more chaotic for the people inside the match. I think people are kind of conditioned to that.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, This match itself had a lot of very good storytelling from the point of view that drew McIntyre was completely frustrated. He picked this match for a specific reason to keep MVP out. But then again, we saw these shenanigans having, uh, happening during the match. Where the ref is taken out. Drew McIntyre calls on David Orongo. The referee on the outside to come in to open. So he can finish refing the match. MVP sneaks in. And that's where we get all of these you know, shenanigans that happen with Drew McIntyre. Which led to sense. Bobby Lashley. It made and sense it made with the hell.
0: Head- where it would take him a while Everything. to get in the ring. Absolutely. and like. And Absolutely it gave, it gave Lashley enough time to get up from that claim more and set himself up. And the thing is, it was a, almost like a double swerve where you thought mm-hmm. that was going to be the ending of the match. And they did another five minutes of brutality. And Drew went through the table. And OK, now now we're going to do the roll up, which they didn't even pin him, too. That's the other thing is Drew still looks strong in this. You can't see Drew is dropped out in this. He is still coming out of this match. It was a brutal but, match. Yes, he's still one of the top guys in WWE, even though he didn't win this title, which is that's a hard thing to pull off. But I lend itself to the way this match was produced and how this came off. Um, What did you guys think of it? Is Drew still the guy to pay attention to? Are you worn out on Drew? Troy is texting in here saying, I expect Drew McIntyre to talk to Adam Pierce. Uh, uh, Troy also saying that Drew won that match uh craig bush uh saying glad uh, uh no we have is saying glad drew lost all right some people sounding off here let us know what you think here a lot of people with different opinions about this uh here we go greg very own sports is very own thank you so much greg because as much as i didn't love the ending that match was a was a great hell in a cell lashley and mcintyre beat the crap out of each other i mean that's the thing you want from these matches if you want to come into this show and say they didn't give me this and they didn't do this and they didn't do that. They did mm-hmm. everything you wanted out of a hell in a cell match and more. Short yeah, of sure going did. up, short of going up to the top of the cell. And I think that's another thing is people say if they don't go to the top of the cell, it's not a great hell in a cell match. I think that's ridiculous. Like that's because that's like saying you have to do certain things to have a great match. I think is kind of is is silly. Uh, where does this rank for you as, as a Hell in a Cell match? Is it one of the greatest Hell in a Cell matches of all time? I don't want to say yeah.
1: Yeah, no, it's not one of the best Hell in a Cell matches I've ever seen. It was entertaining because yeah. it was Godzilla versus King Kong, literally inside the cage, and it was great. And this, and like and like I mentioned earlier, it was great storytelling. And you know what? I like Drew McIntyre better in the chase for the title than being the champion i'm not saying that he's a bad champion but i just think that the money for him is in the chase whereas right now bobby lashley is absolutely killing it as WWE champion plus this kind of leaves the door open for all the rumors that everybody and the internet has been talking about the what potential brock lesnar versus
0: <laughs> bobby lashley uh if you guys want more of bobby Lashley, i know it may seem a little bit uh passe just considering we're past Hell in a cell here, but we did have an exclusive interview with him. It is available on the Sports Key to Wrestling YouTube. Go check it out right now. Does he talk about the Brock Lesnar match? 100%. 100%. You see us pointing to it right there. Go to it. Go there and check it out. If you're with us on the podcast side of things, that full interview is also up in our podcast feed as well. Uh so let us know sound off in the comments sound off let us know this is a super interactive show we're right after a pay-per-view I see how many people are watching I don't see how many people are matching that with likes let's uh, step it up let's engage let's step it up
1: engage with the show guys
0: engage engage and rage if you're mad about the show let us know what you think with those with those same engagement buttons let us know what you think here uh other people uh, chiming in Mike uh Michael saying Drew McIntyre is a B player ouch
1: they're wow. trying to make him an
0: A player, not working wow. for me. Wow. That I'm is a strongly.
1: In. Yes, I'm gonna have to strongly disagree with that. Uh, my, Just, Michael following that with a Bobby Lashley rules. Okay, so I we, love you, Bobby stand? Lashley, but but <laughs> how, like I don't understand how you would classified Drew McIntyre as a B plus player. The guy beat Brock Lesnar in less than five minutes. And five minutes after that, he beat the big show at WrestleMania last year. And he's That's also got a B
0: plus player. He's also a guy who put in the work, you know, and he's a guy who absolutely put in the work to become who he is, went through a lot of different things to become who he is, you know, went through COVID this year, like a lot of different people did to become, to still stay who he is. Uh, Gary saying, Gary Murphy saying, uh, a hell in a cell match ending at a roll up. Yeah. Cause there was a roll up finish here. A lot of people thinking that was a little bit much considering how much those guys all went through the kicking out of finishers going through tables and it ends up in a roll up. Is, is
1: that a, an abrupt wet fart of an ending? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, again, it goes back to the storytelling. We knew that something like this was going to happen, uh, the money is in Drew chasing that title, not so much right now, being the champion. MVP sneaking his way into the into the cage. It was great. I thought I kind of expected something like this to happen. I didn't expect, especially with the MVP being at ringside outside hell in the cell. We knew from the get, I knew from the get, okay, something's gonna happen here where it's not gonna finish up clean, and people are gonna bitch about it. And show sure enough, people are bitching about it.
0: Uh, here we go. Keeping
1: it current, Texas
0: in here on YouTube. If you guys are with us on YouTube and you're watching on YouTube, get in the comments as well. You're with us live just as much as people on Facebook are. Uh, he goes, This show was better than NXT TakeOver. Ouch, that's that, that's a lot here. I love the TakeOver show. Uh, but the booking always holds back the main roster, with the last two finishes being an example. I, I, I don't know if that's an issue at all. I think a, a roll up finish is fine. Uh, There's many, many, many other fantastic greatest of all matches. The consensus is in on those matches of all time matches that ends in roll-ups that end that end in roll-up finishes, Uh, you know, Jericho, Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 19 roll-up finish. Uh, I believe uh, Savage and Steamboat WrestleMania, the three, that was a, that was a roll-up finish and. There's plenty of great matches you've seen that have had roll-up finishes, so I I don't, I don't think because that's limiting people. That's saying you can't mm-hmm. do something to be great. I don't think is if the timing works and everything hits, it's fine. I thought this was a great match. This is a match. Uh, I don't. Maybe it'll be in the talent of best matches of the year. I don't. I don't think it'll be in the top ten, but it's up there. Uh, did it close out a strong show? Tell me about the rest of Hell in a Cell. What else do you want to talk about on Hell in a Cell? Do you want to jump into this other title match here, the SmackDown Women's Championship here yes, involving I Bianca definitely...
1: Belair and Bailey? Yeah, that was the opening match of the night, and that was actually a, a, a pretty damn good match. And I did want to point something out from this pay-per-view, Kevin, that out of both Hell in a Cell matches that we had, nobody took an unnecessary nasty bump from the side or the top of the cage it didn't People happen saving
0: themselves to the road coming up in july man It's we're gonna be it doing had, some other stuff happen. here come july maybe. and august yeah
1: maybe uh but this was actually a very good match for bianca belair bianca belair really showed another side of herself in this match with bailey bailey is a veteran in the ring for i don't know how long close to 20 years she held that title for 383 days she knows what she's doing. She is a ring general. And tonight that that dance was perfect between Bianca and Bailey because it started off with Bailey getting the upper hand. Then Bianca got the upper hand. And then the storytelling with the uh w- with the braid, with the long braid, tying it to the ring, tying it to the cell, tying it, you know, tying it on her wrist so she didn't go away, kind of like a strap match. So there was a lot of nice little subtle elements in this match that made Bianca look like a million dollars. And then the finish to that match with the KOD on the ladder, that was great. I thought that was really good. It, I thought that Bianca, uh, that Bianca was going to drop that back to Bailey, but I stand corrected. Bianca looked like a million dollars tonight. And you have Bailey to thank for that.
0: So Bailey, Bailey does the Memphis heel like slop and just, Oh, I mean all the chaos, you know, you've seen okay. all the Memphis, the old good Southern heels that play to the back row. And it's all about the cell took a lot of punishment here. I've seen better hell in a cell matches. I've seen them better ones from Bailey and Bianca. Mm-hmm. This was a solid match, but did it mm-hmm. live up to expectations? My, yeah. my feeling is it was solid, but I don't know if it needed to sell because they just added that on Friday I think this is a victim of that shakeup where we thought we were getting a Roman Reigns, Rey Mysterio Hell in a Cell match, which on paper, I think pops out a little bit more at people, you know, Rey Mysterio had a very subdued role at WrestleMania. People were expecting something big from him. He just became the SmackDown tag team champion with his son and then got in this very personal issue with the top guy in all of wrestling, uh, Roman Reigns that gets used as some kind of like TV, free TV pivot, They have a solid hell in a cell match. Maybe we can talk about that before the end of the night. And so then this gets put on the show as the second hell in a cell match. And it just felt kind of like put on this match. Let's add some gimmicks. Let's let's use some extra things. Let's uh, let's accentuate the power of Bianca Belair, but let's just use the cell a little bit. It didn't play off as much of a brutal contest, as much as Drew and Lashley got to have later on the night. And it paled in comparison in terms of the two Hell in a Cell matches. When you have two gimmick matches on one show, people are going to say which one was better. I don't think anyone's going to argue. I mean, you can say you love Bianca Belair, and she's your absolute mm-hmm. favorite. You love Bailey, she's your favorite. You can say it, all right? I'm saying fans of female wrestling, you can say that. But you know you're not right if you're trying to tell me this was a better Hell in a Cell match than Lashley and McIntyre, because it just wasn't. No.
1: It wasn't. It wasn't. And and this goes to the point that we were discussing before we went on air that this cell match really should have been for Rhea and Charlotte because of the dynamic they brought into their match and on the way how that match ended because that match ended in a DQ. Now, that match, there was a lot of brutality, a lot of physicality between Charlotte and Rhea. And the way that it ended swerved me. Because here you go, you have Rhea being being sold to you as this babyface, but then she pulls a little heelish move at the end, disqualifying herself. Okay, she still retains her title, so Charlotte wins by DQ, but then you get this DQ finish out of nowhere, and then you hear the words, I just did what you would have done to me. I just got there first. So I thought that was good, but that match should have been inside the inside the cell.
0: I agree. I agree. Uh, let's talk about another heated contest with the women tonight. Women featured pretty prominently here. Three women's matches on the main card of tonight's pay-per-view. Uh, let's talk here about Charlotte Flair versus Rhea
1: Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. What would you think? Oh, I mean, just like I said, I, th- I think that this match should have been inside the cell. This match had a more, lot of More than the other one. More yes, than the this, other one. Yeah, yeah. this match should have had a lot of physicality. Uh, the utter disdain for both, for for each other was very notable uh, noticeable inside of the ring, where to the point where Charlotte started attacking Rhea before the ref even lifted the title. Like that's how bad she wanted to get at her, and we saw it tonight. I thought it was a good match. The finish kind of caught me with a swerve because I wasn't expecting for Rhea to intentionally disqualify herself. But now we know she has the motives because she's just doing what Charlotte Flair would have done if she was champion.
0: Yeah. Using a piece of a, a table to attack your opponent in a match, I guess, is somehow I, you can put someone through a table at ringside
1: and that's okay. You can slam it. Yeah. But you can't use physical table to hit the person because that's a disqualification. Uh, is that a little weird to you? It is very weird. It is very weird because I, I you can you body can't slam
0: them. Like, I get where you can't like pry a piece of the ring off and use it as like a wielded weapon. Right. But this 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 ruling's a little wonky for me, like if the table's already broken and there's just shards everywhere, that's game to me. That's just me. But I can understand where some people want to get critical about it. So Ripley used a piece of the table to attack Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair gets the DQ win. Feels like a schmaz. It was a fun angle. Really cool. Uh, I feel more upset by this ending than I do the roll up finish in the Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, and and to my point, where I, where I was talking about earlier that, you know, Rhea's being sold to me as a babyface, Ryan Tweek is saying, I don't see her as a babyface. I feel she's neutral, kind of like in between. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh,
0: uh, hello to uh, Jaho from Brazil. All right, that's that's pretty sweet. Uh, people all over the map, if you join us, shout out where you're watching from here. Uh, here's, a people- pres- here's a little Portuguese for you. Muito obrigado, Jaho. I don't know what that means, but I. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you very much for tuning in, Joe. Uh,
0: I I wrote I wrote a a report about Brazil back in eighth grade, and I wish I would retain some of the information, but I don't. Uh, What what I do remember from Brazil, and this is just my limited BS, fat, dumb American knowledge, is from the Fast and the Furious film uh, with The (laughs) Rock. You know, you remember that one where The Rock <laughs> I goes love the to Brazil? That's
1: my favorite, that's my favorite fast it's film. the best one.
0: When he goes yeah. to Brazil, he goes to Brazil and he has to catch Dominic Toretto at his runner's because right? they're called runners. That's a term that everyone knows. Right. He, gets, he wants to catch runners and he has to talk to all the Brazilian police officials and he gets off the plane. And he goes, I want this person as my translator. Why do you want them as your translator? Because I'd like her smile. And you don't see the <laughs> rock's face, but you know, it's the rock as like he's him. walking off this plane being a real badass. And he goes, one more <laughs> thing. Stay out of my fucking way
1: <laughs> he gets the one he gets the one f word in the pg-13 movie while his was, beard is dripping oil and sweat. yes while it was
0: weird yeah because he was on that plane just dripping oil for some reason just getting all jacked up on this plane
1: <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we'll see, uh maybe we'll see some
0: of the, the the rock getting all jacked up this summer um uh, for maybe. sure uh,
1: Gary D watching so- us from the Philippines.
0: <laughs> all right. I love this, man. We got people watching from all over the world. If you guys are watching on demand in the comments, shout out where you guys are watching from. And don't be afraid to uh, subscribe to the channel. Turn those notifications on so you guys know when we're live. We do Vince Russo every Monday night reviewing Monday Night Raw. He's going back and forth now with Eva Marie. Are they going to get Eva Marie on Legion
1: of Raw We'd, love, at some we'd point? love to have her on the show.
0: All right, so That's our Monday Night Raw show. Uh, on uh, Monday through Friday, in the afternoons, you and I do the the wonderful top story of the day for about a half an hour, around 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. All right. So this is another reason to subscribe to the channel. Uh, and then on Wednesday nights, we have the debrief, which which hopefully will settle back into a pattern with Dynamite being on Wednesday. Hopefully, man. Uh, with, with, with yourself and Rico covering AEW and NXT Friday nights. And to Saturdays. Maybe a lot, we have a lot more people watching on Saturday afternoons as well. Uh, Friday nights, though, right after SmackDown, we're doing smack talk with the legendary Dutch Rude show. Dutch,
1: Dutch Mentel. Russo the other night. I'm talking too they, fast. They did, the, they did the Dragon Ball Z dance. They fused, and it's Dutch Russo. The, the, the mustache is even bigger. The attitude is even bigger. I could only imagine Dutch Russo combing his mustache. <laughs> and he's like, bro, let me tell you this story. <laughs> they just have
0: two heads on one body and they're just arguing God. with each other. It's terrible. Uh, let's get no, the, the, to this the, review. Yes. <laughs> let's get through this review. I know we're charging through it here. Uh, let's talk about this other match. that seemingly was added somehow near the near at some point they added this match here. Uh, I want to talk about this one. Did you catch Mandy and Natalia
1: working together on the pre-show? I Am
0: I correct? Is This was on the pre-show. Yeah, uh, I did.
1: They, they, they just kind of put this just very last minute. There's been some social media things kind of brewing between Mandy, um, Dana, and then Natalia and Tamina. They had like this um, film backstage, mm-hmm. I think, at the dungeon where Natalia trains. They did this promo. It's like, oh, you want to go one on one with me? Well, let's go one on one. And so they just had to match. And uh, and Natalia won on, on the show. Simple pre-show. and
0: easy and also reestablishes the women's champions who have not been featured recently on television even though they're holding those titles so i'm not opposed to it simple easy stuff here uh want to talk about this one as well alexa bliss women dominate the evening here on the mid card alexa bliss versus Shayna baszler a lot of shenanigans very physical match this is the first match we've seen from alexa bliss in a long time i don't think she's been in the ring since february am i correct
1: yeah that uh yeah yeah that sounds right about right uh, so we get all the right. we get her on television a lot, doing
0: all these different things and playing up the fiend part and being a big part of the build to WrestleMania, uh, and then somehow she got to puppet Nia Jax to be something in, at ringside to keep Reginald off of the apron and then hit the finish. I thought this was really creative. I thought this is one of the more creative things they've done with Alexa. Where they've done some stuff that's sort of convoluted and too produced, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. this was. I have superpowers that let me win matches. I mm-hmm. kind of like that. I, I, I could almost too. buy into it. I thought this was pretty creative. And it was almost like Nia was like, what did you just make me do? And why is Reginald not on the apron? Because he was supposed to interfere in this match. And here I am hitting the crossroads like the Fiend would hit the crossroads on somebody. Uh, I thought this was pretty cool. And I don't mind Shayna Baszler taking the loss in this match.
1: I thought this was actually a very well executed match to build. Way better it than I expected, and 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 I might get a little bit of flack of this, but I think that this match actually tied in everything perfectly, because of the fact that the whole Lily and Shayna Baszler segment a few weeks ago it mm-hmm. got so much flack online, so much backlash that in some way during this match or during the buildup, they acknowledge she acknowledges it and she's like, okay, well. I'm putting, I, Lily is still put away for what she did. So, <laughs> the, WWE is kind of like telling you, like, okay, got put we away hear you. Bad booking.
0: Yeah, L- we hear got put hear you. Away that
1: bad booking. <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> WWE is like, we hear you. So, we're just going to, like, put this in the corner so you don't see it. So, you don't just forget about it. Yeah. And we're going to give Alexa Bliss telekinetic powers. Now, these telekinetic powers actually worked for me. Because it's more believable that with her character being involved with the Fiend, having this whole transition to the supernatural character that she is, this is way more believable than having a doll blowing stuff up around the Thunderdome. So I thought this was great. I love when she possessed Nia Jax and made her slap Reggie. Uh, that was awesome. The hammer, uh, The Hammer DDT finish, I thought that was beautifully done. Twisted Bliss is always great to see her hit her Twisted Bliss finish. She got the win well-deserved, and this is this is something that we needed to see from Alexa Bliss.
0: I agree. She needed the win. She needed something that would re-cement this character that we haven't seen in months and months and months. It's just been angle after angle, interview after interview. There's only so much... Hollywood magic, you can dust on a character to keep him from mm-hmm. being in there. There's been a lot of debate about uh, whether or not Alexa Bliss can get cleared to go full time again. But I don't think WWE at this point, with the way they treat concussions, and that's what she was dealing with more than a year and a half ago, uh, would get back in the ring if she couldn't. I think they would just want to protect her as much as they protect the Fiend, where she only has matches. Exactly. When is she supposed to have a match? And it's only supposed to be something specific. Uh maybe this sets her up for a title run down the line. I think her and Rhea yeah. Ripley is a little bit more compelling than just another Charlotte Flair match. But I agree. If Charlotte won a DQ match, I think she's still gonna be in the title hunt in some way.
1: Now, what did you think of the little details that Alexa Bliss did, like uh having that that walk, that crawl like she does like from the the ring or from uh, that, that you know, the, the old school Asian movies, horror movies, yeah you know, having that that's a, little bit
0: of a That's a little bit of a Fiend move. Exactly. Where, they, so, where she's,
1: like, kind of doing all of
0: the Fiend yes. stuff. Yes. So it definitely makes you think, like, at some point, the Fiend's going to come back, and you're going to have this Fiend versus Alexa Bliss angle, you know? Which is, originally, remember, this was the Fiend tormenting an innocent woman. And now the innocent woman is somehow the heel? That sounds so crazy and convoluted. The story's there but it's also there. It's what the fans want. The fans are going to want the yeah. fiend to get his revenge and, and come back and stuff like that. Uh, other people uh, shout sounding off. here, want to talk about this match here. Uh, I thought this was another one of the past 10 years. There's been some hits that WWE can go back to matches that they can do over and over again. And even if they are, are repetitive, you'll, you'll never get tired of them. Good. All right. The two thousands, the late two thousands, Oh five to 2010. And even the early part of the 2010s had a match. It was John Cena and Randy, Randy York, Orton as a match they could do over and over and over again. And some people complain about it, but it would always have something to it. Even if you were complaining about it, it had something to it. I would say in the last five or six years, seven years, that match would be Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, you can say Sami Zayn has been lost in the shuffle, but whenever he gets back in the ring and him and Kevin Owens get to do their thing, it is special. They got to have, I think, a very underrated match at this year's WrestleMania. I got to have them see a match uh, years ago at a payback pay-per-view in Chicago, and it was absolutely fantastic and stole the show. They've done the match on television several times. This this (laughs) was another do it in between the bells, tell the story, and Sami Zayn picks up the win here off an injured, battered Kevin Owens still reeling from the attack of Commander Aziz on Friday. So putting over that guy, right? Uh and keeping these other mid card players revolving around the Intercontinental Title Championship. This wasn't the best match I've seen these two have, but it was very functional, very strong. I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I think that the story between these two is was very well told in this particular match, especially from what we saw happen on SmackDown with uh Commander Aziz taking out Kevin Owens, and we still see the effects of that during this match. He's coughing. Trying to grasp her air, and I even think at one point during that match, it this might be a work, but I think it looked legit. I think Kevin Owens separated his left shoulder during uh, the spot where Sami Zayn hit the tope suicida onto him and landed on his shoulder. He immediately got up, looked up, and looked at the, at the referee, and he was just holding his left shoulder for the remainder of the match. I think I, know- I noticed happened. that as
0: well, but the match went on a significant period of time after that. Uh, and, and I, and I've, I'm not saying I know wrestling, but I've been around a wrestling ring when there's been some fear of an injury, the match continues. Someone gets out of the match and they say, I had a little bit of nerves about it. I banged it up, but I don't know how bad it is, but we could get through the match. We were okay. And they get it looked at, and maybe there's some issue, but it isn't a severe injury or something that's going to keep him on the shelf for a very long time. Let's just hope Kevin Owens is okay. I you hope know, this, so. I hope this so. This is a guy, but this is a guy who's dealt with injuries in the time of WWE. Let's hope he's still a part of that touring roster. I mean, this is a guy who uh, about a year and a half ago signed a five-year deal. He's still got to get about a good three years and change on that deal. Uh, and But if WWE's release happy, let's just hope they don't do it to somebody as credible. And awesome as Kevin Owens, I don't think it's going to happen here. Doug saying, "I would love to see Zane versus Owens hell in a cell." You know what? I would have agreed with that more than the Bailey, the the Bailey and uh, Bianca, Bianca match because that would have been another way to make this very, very personal, long standing feud between these two that dates or back or even way before WWE. You exactly know, you know that would really pay some people
1: off here especially if you were to well, pull that match off of the show for dire exactly and and even the other match that we still got to talk about cesaro versus rollins oh. that match should have been a cell match Woo! what a match too that what was a really a match. great match
0: uh, I for a thought... number
1: two match of the night to follow yeah. up a hell in a cell match i thought that was one of the best matches of the uh, of the entire night
0: uh, you know, this from being a part of wrestling shows, you know, when the card comes out and you've been in a locker room and we're not wrestlers, but we've been in a locker room and see wrestlers react to when a card gets presented to them. They know who the opener is before they get there. And they know, cause they know that if they have to get there at a certain time, right. If they're traveling in and in they're Indies. Right. And they know if they're the main event, cause they know if they're on the poster and they know if they have to do extra promotion or go online or really tweet about the show, all those things. But if you're the second match in the show, it's kind of like I'm on the show. It's the second match in the show. I'm going to I'm I'm you know I'm going to do something. It's going to be fine. But second match on a card is always the least desired position to be in. Everyone always wants to be the opener or they want to be the closer or maybe somewhere near the end, right? Or maybe coming out of an intermission or something like that. In the traditional sense, I think with internet shows, streaming shows, it's becoming less and less of a thing that if you have the time, you can really steal the show. And Cesaro and Rollins were an example of that. They they are doing something exceptional outside of having a title. This is one of those special things uh, Mm -hmm. where it reminds you WWE's roster is still deep. And and I also think they've had crafty creative in this storyline. They, they they haven't wasted anything they've done. Even the little angle they did this past Friday where it's like we could get physical, but we're not going to do it. And we're just going to sit and talk and I'm going to insult you and now push me down. And then it's perfect. And it's build the steam up like a, like you're making a good a cup of tea. I thought this match was fantastic. Showed off the UFO, showed off Cesaro's strength. I almost felt like these guys are playing the same hits they got at WrestleMania a bit.
1: Yeah, I think this was just a continuation from what we saw at WrestleMania. If if we would have had a, a a one hour Broadway show with this one, this is what we would have gotten. Just the WrestleMania match and this match put together. This was actually a very good match, and this was actually very well deserving for Seth Rollins to get this match because we're gonna get this storyline, I think, wrap up either at Money in the Bank or at at SummerSlam. This this particular story is not over. Is not over. Rollins thinks that it might be over because he got the win. He said it's 1-1. <laughs> you know, Cesaro clearly is not going to be done with this. So yeah, this but, is going to continue. I also think
0: it's weird because Cesaro got put on the stretcher before this, and now he gets laid out and he loses in this match. So something made me think like, all right, Rollins can take the loss and Cesaro get the win. Does, does Cesaro lose the momentum after that big win at WrestleMania, his first big win at WrestleMania singles match, and then losing here? Does, is, is some of that momentum... Has he lost his edge a little bit to you? I don't know. I'm up in the air. It depends on where they go with it. I love the match tonight. Rollins needed something, too. You can't just let that guy go by the wayside. This is the part of having a really talented roster. You have to give everyone something at some point.
1: Yeah, it's weird, you know, because Cesaro has his moments, and Cesaro is a great in-ring competitor. But Cesaro has his moments, and the, the, the universe itself, WWE Universe, is solely behind Cesaro. But we do have to talk about the fact that Seth Rollins, just like Roman Reigns, he's operating on a different level right now. He has taken his Messiah character, he's taken his architect character, and he's taken his Seth freaking Rollins character and mashed it all up into one into like, if you follow Dragon Ball Z, this ultra instinct version of Seth Rollins. He's on another level. And I'm, and I wouldn't be surprised if he challenges for that universal title at somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. People jumping in here, Dro
0: saying, "Jose, hi, how are you doing today, my guy? I am doing uh, good." Uh, Brock Lesnar is talking to WWE, and I like it. My guys are Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, with Paul Heyman and the Usos. So he loves those guys. Yes, the rumors have been developing. We have the story up at Sportskeeda.com right now. Brock Lesnar reportedly in negotiations this scoop uh, has been dug up by Millennial Meltzer himself uh, Sean Rossap uh, saying that the the big the beast incarnate is in line for some type of WWE return do you think anything was lined up this week with Roman Reigns beating Rey Mysterio brutally in that Hell in a Cell match which was on free television that was on free tv by the way people bitching and moaning about WWE that was on free tv um, what do you think, Brock? Where do you put him back in here in the mix before we wrap up this in a cell review?
1: Oh, I think we see Brock. If if Brock comes back, we're going to see Brock on the Monday Night Raw after Money in the Bank. It's not going to be anywhere before. It's you
0: don't be think we'll right see him there. on that
1: SmackDown, that first SmackDown's in front of a live crowd? No, nah, because I think they're going to they're gonna put him on Raw to go, uh, to go up against Bobby. I mean, it would be awesome to have him on, on SmackDown. You know what? Mm-hmm. Who knows? He's, remember he did start off on SmackDown when when SmackDown made its premiere on Fox he beat Kofi on the premiere and then ended up on Monday Night Raw the very Monday after so my thing is if
0: you're WWE you're doing this all the time you took a Hell in a Cell match off off a pay per view from NBC Universal which has Peacock that's where your network is now that's where Raw is they're with NBC Universal and you went and put it on free television with Fox. So maybe some feathers have been ruffled. So then you go to the people over at NBC and be like, well, we're giving you Brock in July, you know, like, so there has to be
1: something you go back and forth. No confirmation on that. Okay, purely okay,
0: speculation.
1: Okay. Yeah, no, but it, I mean, that has to be the feeling, right? Like, oh, he was like, well, well what are you going to do for me? You get Fox a Hell in a Cell match for free on TV. We're going to give you Brock in July. Oh, okay. Okay, you're good. You're good. You're good. All right. We well, will give our <laughs> scores here for Hell in a Cell. Uh,
0: do we have anything else we want to wrap up here on this on this big pay per view card for for well, uh
1: Well, let's talk about the Roman versus Rey Mysterio match because that was that is technically that was supposed to be on the show. It's technically part of this match, and I want to talk on how dominant Roman Reigns looked in that match. Rey did a good job on taking the, the early advantage, hitting him with a toolbox, mm-hmm. hitting him with a fire extinguisher, mm-hmm. taking it to him, but it still wasn't enough. And I don't know, I I like noticing small little details when it comes to how they're doing their moves inside the ring. Did you notice the new way Roman is doing his guillotine? He's doing like a front face uh, figure four lock as opposed to just a regular guillotine. So it looks like he's putting a lot more pressure. It looks a lot more devastating Mm -hmm. and race and race hold at at 100. And then Jimmy Uso coming out at the end, lifting up Roman's arm. Seemingly acknowledging the tribal chief. But no, Jay, I, but no, Jay, no, Jay Russo, uh, uh
0: Jay Russo. That's the Russo. They're all in the Uso, <laughs> Russo family. It's me <laughs> stumbling over myself like crazy. You can laugh at me. Don't worry. You'll, you'll put that. You'll put that in the group thread before the end of the evening. Uh, I, I was very Russo. surprised. I was very surprised how much Jimmy flipped over and, and is now aligned with him when he was, su- it was such a point of contention and they've been doing a lot of family drama back and forth. That's still very interesting. Those pieces were all moving around, and you still have this very reasonable, good like motivation for Ray to be like, "I want you in a cage. I want you in a brutal, brutal cage match because you demolished my son. You attacked my son. You you did this to my son." And uh, Ray opened that show with a great promo. I thought they ended with it. Uh, also, give it up to Roman Reigns for delivery when you powerbomb someone. Uh you can do it, especially when you power bomb someone and you do what's, what the launch, you really have to do that the right way. If you do it too high or you do it too low, that person's going to come down at the wrong angle. And mm-hmm. now you're doing that 10 feet into the air at a wall so that he can catch it and then land the right way. Also, this isn't a Rey Mysterio that's 25. This is a Ray Mysterio that's in his 40s that's had more surgeries than you and i can count and hit that cage and landed well mind you that looked brutal and then still did a it post-match came. angle kudos to both men the storyline is there whenever these guys come back whether or not those tagged i think maybe those tag belts get taken off of mysterios uh this this week at some point uh i mean whatever those guys come back there will be hell to pay there will be hell to pay at the hands of the Mysterios from the Uso and family the bloodline will pay in blood I'm telling you at some point in 2021 Ray Mysterio is going to get his comeuppance on that ever wet so hair of Roman Reigns I'm
1: telling you right now <laughs> does Hair uh does versus Ra- mask book it does oh, does, oh.
0: oh. Hair versus so, mask.
1: Book so does Rey mysterio bring back kane velasquez as an equalizer to roman reigns mm. 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 can come back and be heel or baby face in this in this regard
0: uh, i'm all over the place i'm pumped by it dude i love smackdown uh smackdown did a lot for this pay-per-view Usually go home shows. This was Uh, a Smackdown heavy pay-per-view. Yeah. And this is a Smackdown heavy pay-per-view. So let's do it. What is uh, what is your one to 10 rating? I thought this was a good pay-per-view. I didn't think this was a great pay-per-view. I'm giving it a 6.8. Uh of 10. I can't give it a 7. I don't think this is the best pay-per-view. I thought Backlash was a better show. I thought TakeOver was a better show. I thought Double or Nothing was a better show. This is still really, really cool. Uh Best match of the night was Lashley and, and Drew McIntyre inside Hell in a Cell.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with about a 6.5 on this one. Um, And the reason I'm going 6.5, the last two finishes of the matches were just kind of like up in the air. We had a roll-up finish at the main event and a Hell in a Cell. And then we had the DQ finish with Charlotte Flair, not to mention that the Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair really should have been a Hell in a Cell match as opposed to Bianca Belair and Bayley. Uh, So, yeah, it wasn't like the best pay-per-view. It wasn't the worst pay-per-view. No, but I think you're absolutely right. Takeover, I thought was better. Double or nothing had its moments. And WrestleMania Backlash had more quality matches compared to Hell in a Cell. Uh, other people chiming in here.
0: Philip giving it a 5 out of 10. Luke giving it a 7.7. 7. Uh, CRC, who's with us all the time, says 7 for me. I'd say a high 7, uh, though I thought the last two matches in the ending got me. DQ because of the front of the table guard, something they use uh, all the time. Come on, man. I know. I know. Thank you, Chris. You're right there with me. You're right there with me on that. I thought that was kind of weird and uh, a bit convoluted. A bit convoluted in that regard. A lot to cover. A lot going on right now. AEW, really crazy. Hopefully, they'll figure out their uh, get themselves back in line here in the next weeks ahead here with them moving back to Wednesday nights in the few weeks ahead here. They're busy. WWE going to be hitting the road in mid-July. I do think now this puts them on dead set to get ready for that i think there's some big angles we're going to see maybe there'll be some television that feels like they're just holding on to something until we get in front of live crowds i've heard, I've heard a lot of fans say that that could happen do you feel that's happening too are we going you know are we are they is there going to be this like oh the next uh, few weeks wwe's gonna like, the, wait 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 everybody to next be four it. weeks
1: yeah you're gonna hear everybody complain the next four weeks on all mainly raw not so much smackdown because i think smackdown is going to keep its integrity just like nxt but i think you're going to hear a lot more from the smackdown from the monday night raw side and people are going to be frustrated over the next four weeks until we get the return of the wwe universe starting july 16th with friday night smackdown and that's when we're going to get all the big surprises and all the big oh my god so we're going to get everything there
0: i think that may be one of the more important wwe shows of the year is that SmackDown on July 16th. Yes, agreed. Uh, and I think that'll be a very, very special time for
1: just live entertainment in general. That entire weekend, that entire yeah. weekend, we have we have SmackDown, we have Money in the Bank, and we have Monday Night Raw all returning with fans. All within three days. Three or four days of each other, which exactly.
0: is kind of crazy. Exactly. Uh, I, I can tell you sh- uh, tickets in Chicago are moving pretty well. For uh, Monday at Raw on August 2nd, we do hear rumblings of The Fiend and The Edge returning for advertised events, live events for WWE in the weeks before uh, SummerSlam. So there's some possibility of them coming back. Then we hear rumblings that Becky Lynch has somehow been seen at the WWE Performance Center. Mm -hmm. She's not making a trip from Iowa to Florida unless something's going down. Mm -hmm. All right, so so we have all hands on deck. We already talked about the Brock Lesnar things. It's going to be a very interesting summer. For WWE, for AW. They're gonna be running, you know, tennis stadiums this summer. A lot to get into. Uh, you have a lot going on. Tell them about Ricans of Wrestling.
1: So Thursday night, uh, we are covering our last interview for Pro Wrestling Action. That show is going down next Sunday, uh, June 27th. We're gonna have the owner Dan Max Shaw on to talk about pro wrestling action. And then, as always, daily, you can catch me here at Sports Keto Wrestling, covering your daily news roundups and your daily top stories. With this man right over here, Kev Kellum. We get to t- we dive into every single breaking news story that's going down uh every day. And we talk to you guys about it because that's what we do. Uh
0: definitely you can check me out on the radio. I will be on the radio tomorrow morning, <laughs> bright and early at 6 a.m. on 977 QLZ Springfield, Illinois. You can also catch me on air, at Rockford, Illinois on 1049 the X. Uh, you can get both of these on the tune in app. Just search the X or search QLZ. They'll pop right up there. Great rock music. You like Metallica, you like Green Day. That's, that's what you do. You hear me say the sillies and do all the fun stuff there too. Uh, yes. Horns up. Great music for live. Uh, we just had the Foo Fighters play Madison square garden last night. It's a good time. Life's getting back nice. to normal. Get your shots or just get tested. If you're not getting your shots, do do right by other people as life starts to get back to normal here. Uh, I'm also going to be busy with A.A.W. A.A.W., the leading independent wrestling organization in the world, launched the careers of many a WWE superstar, going to be presenting a special card Thursday, September 2nd, the week of AEW All Out in Chicago. That'll be going down at Logan Square Auditorium in downtown Chicago. Great punk rock venue. Uh, Tickets are are slim, but when you get this experience, it'll be very, very cool. Uh, I would describe it as seeing a WrestleMania within 20 feet is how you, you like the best way of describing it. So get those tickets now at aawpro.com. That's what I got going on. I'll also be doing some live comedy shows. You can see the dates off on my Twitter at Kev Kellum. That's at Kev Kellum. Uh, I'm a very, very busy man. And I have some very, very patient, patient people in my life. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, you do, yeah, you do. And I'm losing this hair because
0: all the things I got to wake up for, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I want to say thank you to Jose, uh, being very accommodating here on a Sunday night. Hope everyone's having a great Father's Day as well. To all the dads out there with their tag team partners on the couch, the sons and daughters, happy Father's Day to you as well. Uh, and to the dads who brought their kids to wrestling matches who didn't want to go to the wrestling matches, God bless you. God bless bless you. you, I, I, I had a I had a mom and dad who would ask when the pay-per-view party was up and everyone came up from the rec room. All right, did the good guy win? All right, go home. <laughs> you know like that so so that's to them we say thank you as well. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. We know you spent 46 minutes with us on a Sunday evening. Thank you so much. We hope that made your day better. Hope you enjoyed a little bit of wrestling talk with you. That's what sports is all about. Go ahead and get our app. It's available on Google Play and Apple. Get all your wrestling in one place, two clicks. Don't have to go all over the internet and get our content as well on whatever app serves you best, YouTube, Facebook, or the audio apps on Spotify and more. Thank you guys so much for watching, supporting, listening, sharing the link, and join us on the old proverbial virtual couch that is Sports Key to Wrestling. Uh, I believe I have one more thing I got to ask people to do. One more and what's
1: that what's, the, what's that, Kevin? What do you got to ask? Oh, man.
0: I think you know. I think you know, Jose, in this topsy-turvy world. We've got all these things going on. People planning weddings every weekend. I got this. So I want to buy tickets to that. Who's coming back? It's Brock. Les- just slow down. Take a deep breath and just tell them what they got to do, Jose. Tell them what they got to do. Tell them. See? Chris is when texting you, in what, right now. He says it right down the screen.
1: You can read it right off the screen. When you watch wrestling, mm-hmm. enjoy wrestling. Good night, guys. Good night.